Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, well, do you want to introduce it? It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we're putting the spotlight on one of our favorite gals, Maddie. We're doing a full deep dive into, you know, just tips and tricks for being part-time with reselling. Maddie balances a lot, and today she's just really gonna. We're just gonna give her her roses, you know. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that, we do need to make a formal apology before we get any further into the episode and have a lot of fun. Um, there was a major, major oversight in our last episode that has been just tugging at our hearts all week. So as you know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we had, we, we went to Posh Fest, we painted a picture that it was just two sisters just having the time of their lives, poshing, networking, but we forgot to mention that we actually did have a third friend Key player. Us. Yeah. Key player that, you know, did the whole journey with us and took it out of, you know, took some time out of his day to come with us and make sure we were feeling comforted and yeah, he held it so, down at the hotel. Yeah. So we forgot to mention last week that my dog, Harold the Cavapoo, was also at Posh Fest. He also drove down to Houston. He sat in Taylor's lap the whole way there and the whole way back. When we got back from the conference each day, he was so excited to see us and snuggling us, you know, making sure we were recharged for the next event. And we just totally excluded him from the episode. <laughs> I know. You think that would be like the first thing out of our mouth was to be like, we're going to Posh Fest, we're bringing Harold. But somehow it just slipped our minds to even mention him in last week's episode, which, you know, we're really sorry, Harold. We know you listen. <laughs> yeah so it won't happen again <laughs> yeah well he's not over it he told me so i know all right other than that being you know on our shoulders all week what else is going on <laughs> we just are like fully drinking the kool-aid with the live selling <laughs> totally um, I'm, I'm watching the shows i'm doing the training for the shows like <laughs> I am in. <laughs> yes. So I guess we just both wanted to kind of update about, you know, we we both are really new to the the live selling scene, but just want to kind of update on on how it's kind of affected our reselling lives so far. Totally. Yeah. So I've done two whatnot shows so far, and then I had my first posh live show last night, and. I'm loving it. It's like such a good way to just flip a bunch of inventory pretty quickly. 
especially I think if you're like, you have some inventory that's like lower cost. I don't know. We've had stuff. I've had stuff like where I've sourced it like that day or the day before. And then it's like selling in this show. It's just so cool that it, you're able to make the sales so quick rather than just like listing and waiting for it to sell. Like it never went into your inventory system. No. Yeah. That's like wild. So I'm feeling like I definitely want to continue incorporating this live selling aspect. Yeah. While it's hot here and do a show or two a week on each because it's just so fun. And the Posh Live show, like I sold out everything that I prepped for the show. So like that was crazy. I was so excited. I know. That was so fun to watch. And you nailed it. It, it, It's so cool on the Posh Live shows of just like how many people are watching at any given time. It's just, it's crazy. So yeah, do you want to recap like how your shows went? Like how many items you had and like kind of how many items you had sell and stuff? Yeah. So for the first whatnot show, I think I did like 35 items, I want to say. Yeah. Um, And I think I sold about, or I think I had 38 items and I sold 30 my first show, which I was like over the moon about because my whole goal was to just like sell one thing. Right. Yeah. You know, have like someone other than Maddie tuned into the show because like, (laughs) you know, whatnot, whatnot does seem to have like not as big of a, you know, it's a smaller app than Poshmark. Poshmark's a little more well-established. So it's like, I feel like I'm hustling on my Instagram, like trying to get people to come to my show. And so I was just so nervous. No, it was going to show up. So to have 30 things sell, I was really excited for my first show. Yeah, definitely. And then the second show, I was like, okay, I think I want to do a bigger show. I want to do 50 items. And I ended up like cutting the show a little bit short that night just because it was kind of going on for a long time. And I don't know, like I was, I'm feeling like the the 35 item range is like a good sweet spot for where I feel comfortable and like have enough energy for the, all the items to get through right now. I know some people do like 70, 90 items. Some people are on there like all some day. Some people do like really long shows too. Yeah. 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 So but yeah, for me, I, 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 I thought 50 was like kind of a lot. So I scaled back to, uh, I, I basically, after I got through like selling like about 35 items again, I was like, okay, like I was just going to save the rest for my next Thank you and good on. night. Thank you and good night. Yes. <laughs> um, so I think that's something I've learned. And I think originally when we talked about whatnot, we're like, oh my gosh, like it's just like filming like a live haul video, which it is. But I don't want to undersell, like, it is a lot of prep work up front. And I really like it, but it's, like, it's not, like, easy peasy lemon squeezy either. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people that do it different ways where you're doing it very organized where you have all of your 35 items preloaded into the show beforehand. You have them on a rack, numbered. You got, you know, everything laid out really well. There there are people that have run shows where they don't have any of that set up. And then, like, if someone wants something run, then they, like, manually add it right then into whatnot. Yeah. Which I think are, like, not as fun to watch because you don't really know what, like, <laughs> the person yeah. has on hand. So... But I, I feel like that's worth saying that like yours are very organized compared to maybe like some other styles. Well, thank you. Which takes time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So 
What else did I want to say? Oh, yeah. And then just then from switching from whatnot over to Poshmark, very easy transition. They're very similar. Um, I did, I think, 35 items for my show last night and they sold out. But like, like I said, like, you know, I had some friends and family that I came to my whatnot shows or like people that I know through Instagram. Yeah. Where people that came to whatnot shows and like made purchases with Poshmark. It was like, I think they got up to like 95 people or something in my show at one point and like was like very steadily like in the 80s, almost like most of the show, which was really cool. And I think like everything that sold ended up selling to like someone that I don't think, unless I'm missing someone's username, but like, I don't think it was, it was majority. Someone you know in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely a big audience on there, which is really cool. And once you get your first show under your belt, then you're able to just schedule them whenever now, which is really cool. So I kind of think I'm gonna have another one on Monday here. So if you're listening to this already happened, but keep an eye out. I'll probably have another one after that too. Yeah. If you're not following us on Instagram, now would be the time to do that because we are more active than ever of letting people know when our next shows are. So yeah. definitely follow Sister Zuposh on Instagram, Shop Taylor J, J-A-E on Instagram, and also myself, Shop with Maddie 27. So you know when our next shows will be. Yes. Now you got to fill us in on what you're just like in the midst of right now as we speak. Okay. Yeah. So much has changed since last time. I feel like last time I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'll do my first whatnot show eventually. Da, 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 da. And then I decided to just like do it this weekend. I had the training on Friday. Today is Saturday. <laughs> I'm having a show tomorrow. Yeah. Can you, can you hear Harold yelling? I can hear Harold, but you know, he has every right to be mad given the circumstances. So Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry again, Harold. Okay. Yeah, so I had the training on Friday. Today is Saturday, and I have my first whatnot Sunday night, which I've already passed when this episode comes out. But yeah, I decided to just go for it. I like have inventory that I can use and a lot of stuff I've gotten recently too. So I don't make a special sourcing situation just for this and yeah I've been really going from zero to a hundred and last day here I I bought a ring light on Amazon I bought a clothing rack at Target today I bought some giveaway items at Target today as well and yeah I've been trying to get everything set up for tomorrow. She's ready to roll. I'm very excited. I'm very, very nervous again that like you, that because there's not a huge whatnot buyer audience yet that no one will show up. (laughs) But I have three very simple goals and we will see next time if I reached hopefully all of them. They're a little bit low. (laughs) You're you're gonna crush them. I already know. (sighs) Okay. The first goal is to sell two items during the show. I'm planning to have like 35 items similar to what you were saying. And my second goal, what was the second goal again? The second goal was to have someone request to see an item. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of someone in the comments to be like, hey, can you show number six? And then me be like, of course, (laughs) at least once. 
<laughs> and then the third goal is to not like get frustrated and just like leave the call after a few minutes if things are not selling to stick it out for at least one hour no matter what even if taylor is the only one on the call so that's no it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be going good i think it's gonna go great you already have a bunch of people bookmarking it so i feel like you're already on the the road to a successful first show <laughs> thank you but yeah we'll keep updating everyone on our live selling and kind of our thoughts as we get more comfortable with it i mean i, I haven't even done one yet so i don't have any <laughs> tips but it yeah we're, we're both really excited yeah, I think it'll be one of those things where once we get a couple more under our belt, then we can do some type of fully dedicated episode about like, you know, live selling in general, whatnot versus Poshmark, the things we have learned, you know, just by doing a couple shows so far. We definitely don't know everything. We're we're very new to it, but I'm sure we'll want to talk more about it too in a full episode. Definitely. So without further ado, we'll just get into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode, which is just everything you need to know about going part-time. Woohoo! Okay, so the first question that we want to talk about today for the part-time episode is we just want to give you, Maddie, like a chance to just let everyone see the full picture. I know when we, I guess before we get into that, when we talked about doing the part-time episode, one of the questions we put on our Instagram was just wanting to get a feel for our audience of like, you know, who listens that's just like part-time re into reselling and versus the full-time resellers that might listen to the podcast. And no surprise, but the majority of listeners identified with being a part-time reseller, 89% were part-time versus 11% answered full-time. Wow. So huge chunk of our audience is in the same boat as you. And can definitely probably relate to all the different things that you juggle as being a part-time reseller. So can you just give us like a full picture of like, you know, what do you do for work for your full-time job? What are all the other things you balance, hobbies, you know, other roles you take on? Give us the full picture. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thank you, first of all, for having me here and for asking. No uh, welcome, to my, welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Taylor Huposh. <laughs> Taylor Huposh. <laughs> yeah, so I have a full-time job. I have an accounting background and work as a senior revenue accountant currently. Yeah, I work from home and I also am a wife. <laughs> I've been married for three years to my high school sweetheart. We've been together literally forever. <laughs> I also as previously mentioned, I have a dog named Harold, who's a Cavapoo, who is currently mad at us for excluding him from that last episode. Some other things about me are, I mean, obviously I have a, I have a podcast with my sister, so family is really important to me, and our family is spread out all over the United States, so spending time visiting them is really important to me. And honestly, one of the reasons why I like being a remote worker, so I have more flexibility that way. I also am into fitness. I was a collegiate athlete. I ran hurdles. And some of my other hobbies are reading, 
and watching TV. I, I mean, I have to watch Gilmore Girls at least three times a year. I mean, come on, like just, just basically starts over when it's repeat. Done. Yeah. And I also, I really like to cook. That's like one of my favorite times of the day is like making dinner. So that's kind of what I have going on. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot. Thanks. All the different, yeah, like parts of your life all coming together. And then you got to fit in reselling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Podcasting about reselling. Yeah. I guess we got the reselling. We got the live reselling. So yeah, we <laughs> didn't even include that in my list of hobbies. So. <laughs> it's just a whole new avenue you got to make room for. <laughs> yes. Well, awesome. Well, maybe then the next question would be, do you want to just, I know we've talked about this in other episodes, but just so we can have it all in one place. Let us know about like your, your story with reselling, how you got started, how it's changed. For sure. Yeah. So I started reselling in 2020, shortly after Taylor started reselling, because she was telling me all about her Poshmark and giving me updates on it like every single day. And I was actually her consignment client at the beginning. I shipped her some stuff for her to resell that was not that awesome of brands or anything. So thanks for doing that. Oh, no problem. But also, wait, pause for a second. Yeah. We always say you're my you were my consignment client, but it's like you didn't I get any of you all the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a good payout structure for me. Yeah, so great payout structure for me. <laughs> yeah, you should honestly kept that going. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have so many more hobbies to list above. <laughs> um, but yeah, then shortly after that, I decided to just make my own Poshmark and get in on the reselling myself. So I was living in Chicago in like a one bedroom apartment with my husband and Harold the dog at the time. And yeah, it it just looked very different than it does. It does now today. I had like bins of inventory under my bed, any nook and cranny in the apartment had like inventory in it, trying to squeeze it anywhere I could making room. But at the beginning of my reselling, I, had this like coffee reward system too, where every time I made a sale, I was like so excited, obviously, as you should be, where then me and my husband would go and get a coffee from my like favorite coffee shop that was like a couple blocks away. And yeah, so basically I wasn't like netting any money because I was just spending all of the <laughs> profits on the coffee. But it was a great way to really keep going at the beginning so that was really fun and then and then in april 2021 me my husband and the dog again moved to dallas and we bought a house and this is kind of where my poshmark i just kind of feels a little more official now (laughs) where i have like a dedicated room in the house it's kind of more of a multi-purpose space let's be real but it has like my (laughs) my full-time job uh you know desk set up with the multiple screens and the the cute background for the zoom calls and then it has some bookshelves with all my books on it 
and then it has a closet that has the whole closet is full of my Poshmark inventory and supplies and everything. But the room is like a great representation of my life where it's like all my favorite things are in here. It's kind of a great place <laughs> to be. But yeah, that was a really big step for my reselling. And then also like part of my reselling story, I would say is when I moved down here, like I didn't really know the Dallas area at all. I'd heard that there was good thrifting, but it has been like such a good way for me to like learn the different areas and like neighborhoods and cities around Dallas of just like checking out the thrift stores and like getting out of my comfort zone. So that's been really fun. I'm still definitely doing that of like trying to go to different places and check out the thrifting. Yeah, it is a good way to explore a new city. I, I mean, even we talk about all the time when we travel, like checking out the thrift store. So when you move, it's like the ultimate. Yeah. Okay, so then we went over to Instagram and a few weeks ago we put on our stories asking questions and just for like listener feedback on a few different topics since so much of our audience is also part-time resellers. But... We're going to first turn the tables and have you kind of answer what your biggest lessons you've learned have been since going part-time with reselling. Yeah, definitely. So I think the biggest lesson I've learned, I feel like you just like learn about a lot about yourself when you try to like take on a whole nother thing in your life of like, how do I react to that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And like, how do I fit it in? And my way to fit in the reselling in the past, I'm getting better at it is just like totally like trying to do everything of like spending my whole weekend doing reselling stuff because I'm so excited and it's so fun. But then like Monday rolls around and I'm like, man, I'm exhausted. Like I never relaxed yeah. over the weekend. <laughs> so I think that is a big lesson of just like, if you're trying to do too much, it's such an easy way to burn out. I mean, in any aspect of your life, of work, of reselling, of, you know, whatever, a hobby or something. So that is a lesson I, I feel like I learned, relearn and relearn. Yeah. <laughs> and slowly I'm getting better at, but I think that is a really big one for me. And something that goes like hand in hand with that is the importance of batching the tasks of like, okay, I'm going to photograph all of these things today. And that's the main reselling thing I'm going to do or something rather than I've done it in the past where I'm like, okay, I just got back from the thrift store. I'm so excited about these specific three items and I'm just going to photograph those three. And then I'm going to list those three tonight. And then I'm going to not do all the other stuff, you know, cause you're like yeah. so excited to get those three up, but it doesn't make you want to go back and do the other photographs. <laughs> so just working in batches is super helpful. Um, that's a big lesson I've learned as well. And then also just setting realistic goals for yourself as a part-time reseller. You know, you have to factor in that you don't have unlimited time to be working on this and your goals are not going to be totally like linear with how long you've been doing it. So it's not realistic for every month for your sales to increase. It sometimes happens like that and it's really fun and really motivating, but it it's, it's super 
And when you set up like a really high goal and then you're not even close to it because you yeah. didn't set, like you didn't think of the other factors that you have going in your life. Or if you're setting a goal based on, you know, a full-time reseller's goal or something like that, where it's like, you and I do not have the same goal at all. And that's yeah. appropriate. Those are some of the lessons I've learned and am still learning. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Always a process. Yes. And then kind of going into that, what are like the biggest challenges of being like just part-time and having to do everything with reselling on the side? Cause like, obviously since a lot of people do do a full-time reselling, there really is so much to do. So doing it as a part-timer, like all the part-timers out there deserve so much credit. Cause it's like a huge workload to take on, on the side. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I know a lot of people struggle with like getting, you know, having a large death pile because you don't have time to photograph or, you know, things kind of piling up like that. My biggest challenge is avoiding burnout of like not pushing myself too hard to be like going to the bins, photographing 50 items in one day and somehow listing those with yeah. before Monday <laughs> and just like, checking in with myself to make sure I'm not going to burn out because for me, this is like such a fun part-time like hobby for me to be doing. And if I'm too hard on myself, it becomes the chore like so quick where I'm like, okay, I have to do this. I have to do that. And it's like, this was supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so those are some of my challenges. Um, a lot of people definitely related. So we put on our Instagram stories, like asking listeners for part or sorry, asking listeners that are part-time resellers, what the biggest challenges they run into. So I just kind of wanted to like run down some of these and then kind of hear your thoughts on if you agree and like, if you've, you know, have any advice for these things and, and that sort of yeah. thing. So the biggest one that came up like so much during uh, or in that Instagram story was time, finding the time, you know, uh, balancing, you know, everything else in your life and carving out even enough time to get it, to get anything done with reselling. Yeah. I mean, I 1000% relate to that, especially working like a nine to five job and like, how do you take the pictures? <laughs> Yeah. outside of nine to five it's dark outside <laughs> so you definitely run into those time constraints I think for me the biggest advice would be just being realistic with yourself I know in our episode with thrifter sisters recently they were talking about how like some they they were talking about how they're like okay I have two hours out of the whole day to work on my reselling which for some people might be a lot and they just like have that in their mind where they're not going to like think that they're going to get eight hours worth of work done in that two hours. So I think just being realistic, if you only have the two hours the whole week, that's okay too. Definitely. Yeah. Time was a big one. We had like time. I'm a mom and teacher as well. Finding the time. Um, just want to read some of these. Yeah. Everything's brought up here. Time, finding time during the day to photograph while the light is good. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's 
like something you don't even think about where it's like if you're working with the sun <laughs> gotta be prepared making time to take photos yeah so a lot of people echoing that the other one that people that came up quite frequently was tying tying into the time was like motivation motivation to work on it after a full day at your day job yeah for sure i totally get that if you're just like you know it's been a long work day i made the dinner i'm exhausted of like how do you get yourself to work on it i think for me like why i resell in general and like why i really like having it in my life is for me and i'm sure a lot of other people it's easy to let your like whole identity become your daytime job so if you kind of switch your mindset mindset about being a part-time reseller it's like okay i have this whole other thing that i'm passionate about and i get to spend my time on as well and you know, it kind of just makes you a more full person, or at least that's how I think of it for myself. And it's like a way to generate some extra income. Definitely. Another big one that kept coming up, consistency. How to stay consistent with reselling. And like, I know we talk all the time, like mysterious ways of the Poshmark algorithm specifically, mm, and like yeah. favoring being active and how do you do that and how do you stay consistent with a reselling routine when it's not really like your full-time focus yeah yeah i totally relate to that where i have like weeks where i'm like wow i didn't list a new thing at all i didn't go thrifting i sold maybe one item you know what i mean like, yeah like, <laughs> i'm not nailing these goals but for me i'm dying to hear what you think about this too when you were part-time but for me it's like it's okay not to nail the consistency if you're part-time and like if you need to switch your mindset again for consistency of like okay I'm going to once a week kind of do these things that maybe a full-time reseller is doing every day or like once a month I'm getting a big sourcing haul and then like throughout the month I'm listing it yeah. I guess like were you when you were part-time like what did that look like for you yeah like when I was part-time with reselling so I I worked retail so it's like my schedule was never like set yeah and I made it really hard to like even fit any bit of reselling in on the days I was working because it was just like you know if I was closing that day I'd be at their like one to 10. So I could maybe work on it in the morning, you know, but it's just like, it was hard to like find a set routine. So yeah, right. I definitely relied yeah. on making it more of like a weekly routine, like you were saying. And also just like stepping back and figuring out like, okay, you know, if you, if you look on Instagram and you're comparing yourself to someone who is focusing on this full time, you know, they have all the time to fit it in right. whatever they want. Like, it's going to be really like <laughs> sad and like, I don't know hard it's not comparable like yeah so i think i focused on yeah like being like okay well once a having more like weekly goals i guess yeah um, and Definitely. then once i decided like okay i want i it's a goal that i want to go full-time then it's like i think if you're at that point where it's like if you're if you're someone who is i feel like there's two type of part-timers like part-timers that are like oh i'm reselling on the side like but i'm probably gonna like keep having my full-time job like i'm not really trying yeah. to keep my full-time job that's like one thing and then also if you're like have a full-time job but you want to make reselling your full-time job 
then you might have to like sacrifice other things to like really try to stay as consistent as a full-timer with being part-time. Right. When you're kind of gearing up. Yeah. And in that like in-between stage when you're like, I still have the nine to five. Yeah. That was like the hardest part. (laughs) Yeah. Another point that someone brought up that I thought was interesting was that having to shop the thrift stores when they are busy on the weekends, which is so interesting because it's like, now that I'm full-time with reselling, I kind of take for granted that it's like, I can go thrifting, you know, on a Wednesday morning and it's not really a crowd. And if they're bringing out new racks, it's like not really competition. (laughs) Yeah, true. I mean, like, unless I'm in Phoenix and on PTO or something, the weekend thrifting is all I know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of just even know that the grass is greener and like, what? It's not crowded in there every single <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've I've tried to make it a goal before to like, oh, maybe during my lunch break I'll go thrifting for an hour. You know, there's a place close to my house to try to like mix it up. And yeah, for me, at least, it has not happened. It is not realistic. Like, whenever I've tried to do that, it's, like, more stressful, like, stress adding yeah. of, like, okay, I'm going to go right now while I'm not working on something or, like, you know, just being worried about the time and stuff like that. So that, to me, hasn't been worth it yet to, like, implement consistently. But the evening trying to go in the evenings sometimes does work if I'm like, you know, yeah. Had a light work day. I'm not feeling like totally. If it sounds like fun to do after work, you know, exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 When I was part-time, I, I would do that every now and again, where it'd be like, okay, like if I got done with work at at five or something that day and I'd be like, oh, you know, like I'll just swing through a thrift store on my way home. And you know, yeah have it be like a little me time kind of thing shopping definitely okay and then the last challenge that the listeners brought up was about scaling your business as a part-time reseller because you know part-time doesn't have to mean that like you're limiting on how much money you can make like there's part-time resellers that are like absolutely crushing it making like 10 times what either of us makes with right yeah their reselling income but it is challenging to scale when you, you know, only have a, a finite amount of time to work on it. So what would you say to someone working on scaling their business? For sure. Yeah. I mean, especially coming from us who source in person 99% of the time, we don't really source online. And I just said, don't go on your lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> when am I supposed to be getting this stuff? So I think what has worked for me and has helped me grow my closet slowly over time is having these like big thrifting weekends every like quarter or like month or whenever it kind of pops up naturally of like, you know, if I have a trip with you and Macy and we're doing a ton of sourcing that weekend, I know for her too, it's like, wow, this is a huge influx into my closet of like, 50 items all at once (laughs) yeah typically it's like maybe 15 items a week or something it would be a really good week for me of thrifting so having these kind of bigger trips where I'm kind of bulking up my closet 
maybe like once a season has helped me grow my closet and, you know, grow sales and stuff like that along with it. So that would be my advice of like, if you have like a bins near you or even just like have a bigger city near you where you could once in a while go there and try to get some great inventory more in bulk that would be a great way to scale your business especially like if you if you know you have a weekend where you're like I don't have any anything else going on maybe that's unrealistic (laughs) but for some people's life I get that but I definitely have that (laughs) yeah (laughs) where I'm like I can just do Poshmark all weekend and you know I know maybe the next week at work is not going to be super busy so I'm not going to feel burnt out at the end of it where that's helped me grow my business yeah I would agree all right so the next section is all the tips for the for the part-time sellers so I know we talked on some of this already but what would be like your top five tips for part-time oh Number one tip for me is blocking out, being realistic with yourself of like, okay, I have half a day on Saturday or something to like spend on reselling eight to noon of like, and then blocking out what you're going to be doing during those times. And like, I am such a to-do list person. I have to write everything I'm doing down and cross it off. Like it's the only way for me to like do things otherwise I just don't do them (laughs) yeah so I like on like Thursday or Friday I'm like you know thinking about the weekend of like making the list of what I want to do that weekend and included in there is like the Poshmark stuff that I want to get done if I have like okay I need to photograph that stuff I want to go to the bins whatever and then like blocking out the time and seeing how the tasks fit into there so like you know, it would be great if I could go to the bins all day and have a huge haul. But if I only have four hours with Poshmark for the whole whole week, <laughs> I can't spend all my time with the bins. I got to do the other tasks. So being realistic with yourself of like, okay, I'm, I can only stay at the bins for one hour or something. And then right. I need to get home and I need to package up stuff. And then I need to do these other tasks. So just writing down the tasks you need to do and seeing how they're going to fit into that time block. And it's like, if they're not fitting in, something's got to go. So it's like, well, maybe I can't go to the bins this weekend. Maybe I go to Play-Doh's because it's not as time consuming or something like that. So blocking out your time, making those to-do lists would be like, they go hand in hand, but those would be my top tips for sure. Again, just being okay with like not being as consistent as full-time resellers, not comparing yourself to full-time resellers. I know, obviously, I talk to you like 24-7 and it's frustrating at points when it's like, oh, I've made all these sales or whatever. And it's like, oh, I haven't made a sale all week. Yeah. <laughs> of like, okay, you know, we're very, we're in different situations that's totally fine. So just trying to check yourself to um, not be comparing yourself to full-time people. Another tip I have for part-timers is, you know, try to get re-inspired every once in a while and regroup with reselling. I feel like there's naturally just with anything of like, 
a ton of part-time resellers where you kind of do it for a while and then it's like it doesn't it becomes not fun anymore so they kind of decide to not do it anymore but the way i avoid that is like stopping in my tracks if it's becoming too much of a chore and just being like okay it's not going to get done today i'm going to do some of my other like hobbies i'm going to do some other things and try to like regroup with it also like a way to get re-inspired is to like set brand new goals for yourself of like okay these old goals I wasn't hitting them at all yeah <laughs> I gotta get a new goal going maybe it's half of what the other goal was maybe more whatever that's fine and then also I mean a big way I get re-inspired is just recording this podcast every week of like talking about what we're doing I get so many so many ideas from you of like what's working and what's not working to help me get re-inspired so if you're feeling not inspired definitely check out like reselling podcasts reselling youtube videos like it's fun to see what other people are doing and just like getting more tips of like what next to try if it's not working another tip would be to share your wins so this is like my favorite part of being a reseller besides the whole like identity thing is yeah. sharing the wins of like if I'm going to literally anytime I go thrifting it's always on the weekend <laughs> I, always, <laughs> I always come back and my husband's at home and I'm like oh my gosh do you want to see what I got and then he's like you know okay <laughs> and I go through every single item I'm explaining like the brands of like no this is like really cool and he like of course doesn't know the brands but is like supportive or whatever and that is like so fun also i call you a lot and do the same thing of like showing you the hauls mm -hmm. or like taking a video and that is like so fun our we are consistently sending screenshots of when we make sales of like oh yeah oh my gosh look it's sold like we're so excited and just like hyping each other up on the sales which is so fun so definitely share your wins with people it's not annoying like if you have someone in your household that you know you live with or a friend or something that you could show like oh i got this at the thrift store today for three dollars like definitely show that off and if nothing else send it to us like we absolutely loved it like yeah here when people are finding like amazing brands at like the bins or something or like hey i got this for twenty dollars and it sold for three hundred dollars like that like makes our day just as much as it makes your day so yeah send it to us when i'm just watching other people's instagram stories like they're not even trying to send it to me and i'm just like seeing the things they found at the thrift store i like love watching those so yeah if you have a good haul, send it to us. Definitely. Yeah. And then my last part-time resellers is focus on the fun. I know a lot of people get into part-time reselling to make a little extra cash to help out their family and, you know, pay bills and stuff like that. But it also is super fun. Like there are other jobs you could do instead of this part-time that are like not as fun as this so definitely like enjoy the fun parts of reselling of like going to different thrift stores and or like going back to your favorite thrift store or something like that trying a new platform it feels like there's like a new app coming out all the time there's always posh news updates like there's always something going on so 
definitely focus on the fun of that. Also, like you could run a sale, which like, I feel like you always say this when you're like, if you're, if you're feeling like you're, you're feeling kind of down, run a sale. Like it's such a great way to get like re-motivated. Such a pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> get that boost. You got the whole the packages lined up. It's, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I think that's the biggest tip for resellers is just like focus on the fun of reselling. This is such a fun way to make money on the side and just enjoy it. So agree. Yeah. Whenever you get a stack of packages going, that can really just motivate you. Oh my gosh. That gets endorphins going for sure. But yeah, really good tips. Thank you for sharing. Of course. Then the listeners also came through with a few tips. So yeah, a lot of the similar similar takeaways as you, but one big one was trying to stay away from flawed items or items that need a lot of cleaning up. I thought that was an amazing oh, one. Oh my gosh. Honestly, even if you're full-time. like Literally. Oh, like we need to say that in every episode because I need to hear it. Because yeah, you always it's regret it. It's not sticking, it. but you always regret it. It's always like, oh, I can totally just sew this. And it's like, no, you can't. That will take five minutes. It's like, yeah, but are you going to do it like right when you get home? No, you're going to sit it in this like bag in the corner of the posh room. It's going to sit there forever. And then like six months from now, you're going to be like, oh, I like, guess I'll just list it with the flaw. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. That's a, that's a great tip. Another one was photographing in bulk on the weekend. That way you can list throughout the week. Great Definitely. One. Yes. And yeah, another listener tip was just keeping it simple, streamlining your photo process, looking for other ways to shave off time. For sure. Awesome. And then we did get a few just miscellaneous questions that we wanted to go over. We got some other ones too that were covered in some of the other topics, but some of these were pretty good questions here. Okay, so one specific question was, how long do you have an item listed before you donate it? Or what other liquidation steps do you take first as a part-time reseller? My, my main step is going to like Buffalo Exchange, a buy-sell trade store, and trying to trade it in for credit. And then using that credit to buy a few higher-end pieces to resell, which has worked. Yes. But I think I could go through my inventory with a heavier hand with yeah. the items I need to be doing that <laughs> Yeah. Well, now even with the live selling we've been dabbling in, if you've had something for a while and, you know, rather than even bringing it into a buy-sell trade where they might give you like 5 to $10 for it, you could try running it in your show, starting it at $5 or something to see what happens with it. Yeah, definitely. Another question was, I would love to hear about your daily reselling tasks and how you fit it around your work, just like a day in your life. Yeah. So I guess the the weekday and the weekend days are very different, but the I'll do both quick. The weekdays, I work 8.30 to 5 with like a lunch break, typically, unless, you know things are going on that I need to work longer than that. And three times a day, share my closet right at the beginning of the day. I try to do it again during lunch. And then I try to do it at night sometime. Or if I don't do it during lunch, then I try to do it like at like two o'clock or something like that. 
and then also like three times a day I go into my closet I send the offers to likers check if there's any comments if there's like luckily I work from home so if there's like some if like the best item in my closet had a question of like what is the measurement of the waist or something like I would just measure it right then if I wasn't like doing something urgent yeah you know what I mean like I have the flexibility where I can just do that during the day where if you don't work from your house obviously you can't you don't have your inventory on you at all times yeah you're not sitting in the same you're just always a few steps away just waiting for questions to roll in yeah (laughs) so if I have questions or something like that I I will like address them during the day if I'm like okay I need to take like a break anyway and like get up or whatever get some snacks I might as well just measure it or whatever and then during like lunchtime too if I have any packages I've been getting I've been batching the shipping too like too much where then it's like getting to the final reminder yeah (laughs) where there's a fine line yeah (laughs) you don't want to be doing it every day but you don't want to be doing it once a week that's dangerous but So sometimes during lunch, if I have packages that need to go out, I will package them up and like drive over to the the post office and like grab lunch during lunchtime too as a little like errand. (laughs) And then, but typically I do any packaging that isn't urgent at night on weekdays after work. And then I have a little spot in my house where if a package is sitting there, My husband knows that it's ready to go and he'll just take it on his way to work, which is, it's like having a mail pickup, like the USPS pickup, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) but you don't have to set it up. Wow. I need to get Rick doing that. Like, what am I doing? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And then on a weekend, so that's like a weekday. So I would say like pretty minimal. I'm typically not like listing on a weekday either. Sometimes I'll do like copy listings at night if I'm watching a show and just like on my phone. But then on a weekend, typically like Saturday, if I'm going to resell on a weekend, I guess, I go thrifting on like Saturday for a few hours. And then I try to photograph all the stuff, depending on the time, that same day. So then I have all the pictures and then typically then on like Saturday night slash Sunday during the day, then I would like list it all. Nice. All right. Well, then we just wanted to end the episode with a bit of a love fest. Me and the listeners, (laughs) we've prepared a surprise for you. Okay. So we just backing it up. So I put on our stories, just like a quick slide that was like, Hey, like we're doing this episode with Maddie and I was going to ask people to like leave you like, you know, just a little like, what is that called? Where there's like a box in the, like a compliment box kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Um, okay. But I, yeah. Okay. So I put on, I was going to ask, you know, if anyone, you know, wants to just send you any love since we're doing this full episode interviewing Maddie, you just, you could send things in. Oh my in. gosh. So I hid the story from you and it's like, you know, normally we, we both have sister Suposh Instagram logged in on our phone, but you know, Maddie's like busy during the day, as we mentioned, you know, working, 
she's a corporate girly girl. So she's just not scrolling Instagram all day like me. And so she normally doesn't see the stories, but I'm like, well, on the off chance she sees this, I don't want to spoil the surprise. So I logged you out from our sister Supash Instagram and changed the password and added two factor like login. So that way, if you tried to log back in, that it would send the code to my phone, not yours. <laughs> And then I hid the stories from you so you couldn't see it. But there was no way to just hide just this story. So then I hid the whole story for the day, which there was other pretty good stories. So, but I was just like, oh, she never checks Instagram. Like, she'll never know. Yeah. Like five minutes later, you're like, hey, I think there's like something glitching on my Instagram. No, I thought like all of Instagram was broken. <laughs> oh, was like, you were just texting me. I just I thought you like, were on to me. No, I was like all of my accounts like logged out because I think somehow my phone had them all like linked or something. Oh. <laughs> Am I deleted? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I kind of was deleted from you. Yeah, but I never um, thought you would ever know. But yeah, yeah, she was on to me instantly, but I had to, don't worry, I totally covered my track. She never knew. <laughs> and yeah, me and the listeners were like, just wanting to send you some compliments for all you do. You know, you, you work full time, you have Bjorn and Harold, you have all this stuff going on. Plus you're reselling, plus you're recording the podcast with me every week, plus half the time you're editing it, which is very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing more than your fair share we love to see it so i just wanted to read you some of the responses we've got oh and my god obviously show you all of them too but i have time for okay before we get into this my love language is words of affirmation so like i'm so happy right now <laughs> i know i was like oh i know this maddie's just gonna freaking I'm gonna love eat this this is the, the recharge i need anytime maddie's just having that burnout feeling she can just go back and read through these messages <laughs> People are so nice. Okay. So the first one is, you're awesome, Maddie. I don't know how you balance it all. Thank you for an awesome podcast. That one was from cactus underscore tree. Oh, that's so nice. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And then thriftier underscore things said, as a part-time reseller, dog mom, and wife, I know how hard it can be. You're killing it. Thank you so much. I'm like actually going to cry. These are so nice. <laughs> okay. This one comes from a familiar face. Our younger sister, Dizzy Macy, friend of the show, Shop Dizzy Macy. She said, love you, Maddie. You are so dedicated to your full-time job and part-time reselling. Proud sister heart. Oh, thank you, Dizzy. I love you. Know, you. One thing about Shop Dizzy Macy is she comes through with the, the words kind of words. Yeah. She gets it. Yeah. Resell with L. She wrote in and said, Maddie, you rock and you have the sweetest little voice. You should narrate a children's book or something. Oh I my that gosh. One. That's like, <laughs> what a compliment. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> that is so nice. <laughs> and then you had another one come in from, I think it's, it's spelled E-N-R-N 51. I've learned so much from you. I totally identify and appreciate what you do, Maddie. <laughs> These are all so nice and so like heartfelt. I know. So sweet. The listeners are just amazing, honestly. Yeah. All our best friends. Well, that kind of wraps up the part-time, everything you need to know about going part-time. If you, if this episode sparked any like other tips or tricks that you know of as a part-time reseller, definitely reach out to us. Our 
DMs are open. Maddie has access again. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can always email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com because we definitely want to keep the tips going. Even even for full time, like, you know, we can always use the good work life balance tips. Oh yeah. All I feel like all of the tips, everything we talked about today also applies to you. Yeah. You know, we were like joking when we were writing the outline for this. Cause it was like, you were talking about avoiding burnout as a part-timer. And I'm like, I feel that so hard, even as full-time, like, because when I burn out, then I have no cash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, dang. So I really want to avoid that at all. You're costs. like, this really isn't fun. <laughs> yeah. If you enjoyed today's episode, and Sisters of Posh in general, feel free to leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. As you know, words of affirmation completely make my day. So we would absolutely love that. And it helps other people find our podcast as well. Oh, so true. You know, we're going to eat up reading those nice reviews. <laughs> <laughs> That'll keep us going for another few weeks. <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping us charged. Yes. Yeah. And if you, you know, I think we got to put a call to action out since so many people that listen are part-time resellers. You've listened to this whole episode, made it to the end. Definitely take a screenshot, share on your Instagram story that you listened to this episode. That way other part-timers can, you know, find this and just not feel alone in the part-time reseller life. All the struggles, these might be the tips they need. Totally. Also, just like give yourself a pat on the back too as a part-time reseller. You're doing yeah. so much. You're nailing, you're nailing it. it. You're listening oh. to this podcast, trying to get some more tips. Like you're doing great. Yeah. You're going to crush all your goals. Just stick with it. Ride the ups and downs. We're proud of you. Try live selling. Try live selling, <laughs> honestly. Use my code to sign up. Wait, all is right. that Halloween stuff? the next week or what do we have next oh yeah next week is halloween series starting up we just had these exciting episodes planned with posh fest and maddie's episode that we didn't want to push to november so we will be doing just a little three-week series this year but don't yes. worry. we're still jam-packing them with all the halloween fun don't worry the theme song will have the spooky music again <laughs> oh yeah we're pulling that out we're dusting that off for sure Yes. So if you have, if you are still possibly listening to this wrap up, if you're still listening, like you need to leave us a five star review. Like, come on. (laughs) You obviously like what you hear. You made it this far. But also send us your reselling horror stories. Sweet. We will be back next week with a little spooky episode. Stay tuned. Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye.